This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you today to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. Our worship theme today, Christian Compassion Demands We View People Through the Eyes of Christ. Blessed Encouragement and Assurance. Let us like this of Paul to the Colossians, remind us what a powerful medium letter writing can be. These opening lines of the letter to the Colossians summarize its mission to encourage and reassure the believers in this young congregation. Knowing the slippage, confusion and temptations young and all churches are prone to, Paul sends out this anchor of blessed remembrance and hopes to help them hold fast to the promise planted in them. The climax of the staying and growing power in this little missive is the assurance of forgiveness, the ultimate redemption of all losses. And over everything is the mantle of prayer with which Paul so generously attends to their coverage, building them up and sustaining them there, always thanking God for their faith, hope and love. We do not cease to pray for you. We read from Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Coloss, grace be to you and to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. As also ye learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Personal Salvation History Paul lifts up their teacher Epaphras, who not only shared the gospel with them, but also told him about their growth in love. Paul is ardent in his concern and prayers that they continue to grow and bear fruit, as he reminds them that the gospel is also growing throughout the Roman Empire, 
They are not alone. The unspoken earnest desire is that the seeds of goodness planted in them will not have been nurtured there in vain. This enduring pastoral concern is nicely rendered by a story in which all the church people will hear the ring of truth. Three ministers all had terrible problems with their bats in their church belfries. The first one trapped the bats, took them far away in his car and let them go in a forest preserve. But in just a few days they were all back. The second pastor piped them away with a flute. They followed him as far as he could walk for three days, but when they stopped, they all flew back and went into church again before he was. The third minister found this, told the others that he had found the solution. I just baptised or confirmed them all, he said, and I haven't seen them since. Paul reminds his fledglings of their personal relationship to the one who brought them to the faith, knowing how powerful those bonds can be in helping them to keep the faith. Everyone has their embodiments of the faith of hope and love of Christ in person who have brought these to the life of them. Recalling and sharing these puts the metal back into the beam. Present safe passage. Look at the resources you have, Paul says. The Colossians have received the word of truth just allowing this to be present in their awareness will result in its growth and bearing of fruit among them. They have loved in the Spirit. What a blessing it is to be reminded of our assets, how it can strengthen and even make real for us those qualities that others see in us, good or ill. Here Paul reinforces the goodness of the community as he recovers and celebrates its graces. He is also invoking spiritual wisdom and understanding on the wings of prayer, for their discerning of God's will. Add to all this the strength of God's glorious power, and we might imagine that such an outpouring of gifts and graces would have them feeling by this point very strong indeed. This will enable them to have the patience and spirit of thanksgiving in everything that Paul knows they will also need. Endless assurance. There will be no shortfalls in the retirement insurance for the community of faith. The hope is laid up for you in heaven. God has already transferred us into the kingdom. It's a done deal. They are safely insured with the ultimate pension plan in place for an unlimited time. Fortunately, everything in this letter is for us too. Our first music today on great news and God's views. To God be the glory. A hymn with lyrics by Fanny Crosby and tuned by William Howard Duane, first published in 1875. It was already popular in Britain before publication, but despite this, the song failed to achieve rye usage in the United States and was included in very few hymnals. In 1954, Cliff Barrow, song leader for Billy Graham, was handed a copy with the suggestion it be added to the songbook for the London Crusade was so popular that he included it again later that year in the crusade in Nashville, Tennessee. To God be the glory.
You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. For copyright reasons, we can no longer broadcast from the Unshackled series. These are recreations of true stories of how people from differing backgrounds with different problems such as drugs, alcohol or living on the streets have come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and so come to salvation. They are, however, available to be downloaded by googling Unshackled and following the prompt. In 1978, a team led by Mary Leakey discovered a series of footprints in Tanzania. These are known as the Laetoli footprints. According to many researchers, these footprints are identical to those made by humans. Paleoanthropologist Donald Johansson stated, Make no mistake about it, they are like modern human footprints. Why is it then that most scientists reject the idea that humans made these footprints? To understand this odd situation, it's important to realise that evolutionists think that the footprints were made in ash 3.6 million years ago. Therefore, according to such evolutionary ideas, humans weren't around then, so the footprints can't be human. But if a human didn't make the footprints, who or what did? A Scientific American article acknowledges that this is still an unsolved mystery, that I can't help feel it's just a mystery of their own making, caused by their evolution thinking instead of taking the Bible's history seriously. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM 89 Alexa. We continue with Jesus Calls Me. Written in 1852 by Cecil Francis Alexander, wife of an Irish preacher, who had written a poem following the sermon on Sunday. On hearing it, her husband asked if she would write a poem before next Sunday's sermon to illustrate the sermon. She read the relevant section, Mark 1, 16-18, the calling of Andrew by Jesus that evening, and soon wrote the verses which were read the following Sunday morning. By her death, Mrs. Alexander had written over 400 hymns and poems. Jesus Calls Me
we continue our consideration of today's worship theme, Christian Compassion Demands We View People Through the Eyes of Christ. No, seriously, who is my neighbour? In Austin, during the summer of 1996, a female college student from the University of Texas was walking home from class when she was suddenly attacked. The assault occurred in broad daylight on the sidewalk of a main thoroughfare adjacent to the campus. As the assailant began to rape her, people gathered along the opposite side of the street to watch. No one tried to stop the attack. No one called for help. They just stood in silence, watching the brutal crime. Finally, a 12-year-old boy ran to a public phone and dialed 911. Fifteen minutes into the attack, the police arrested the rapist. One investigator noted that at least 50 people witnessed the scene but refused to aid the victim. Similar scenes to this have occurred in New Zealand, as we know. As Western morality continues its downward spiral, perpetuated by selfishness, materialism and the survival of the fittest, the story of the Good Samaritan sounds a wake-up call to contemporary Christians caught in the trend. Jesus reminds would-be disciples that Christ-centred compassion extends beyond one's comfort zone and requires a degree of risk. For Christians, the circle of concern should include all people. To broaden this circle, believers must follow three steps. We read now from Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbour as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbour? And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Now which of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbour unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. Overcome Restricted Love The legal expert asked Jesus a very pertinent question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? But he already knew what he needed to be done. Love God with your entire being and love your neighbour as yourself. And like a child who only wants to fulfil the minimal requirements of this chore, the legalist sought to validate his interpretation. He wanted to justify the number of people he comfortably placed within his circle of concern. 
Yet Christ shatters restricted love by telling how the Good Samaritan exhibited inclusive compassion. The Samaritan didn't know the victim, his nationality, his occupation, his income, his religion, his education or his diseases. He merely saw someone in need, took pity on him and provided for his restoration. The first step in broadening one's circle of concern is to view people with the eyes of Christ, to see them as human beings in need. Not only when someone is brutally victimised, but also when they're lonely, alienated or hurting on the inside. Use personal resources to provide restoration. The second step is the toughest of all. Merely recognising a person in need is not enough. One must do something about it. Unfortunately, many Christians pattern their behaviour after the priest and the Levite. They practice religion when it's convenient, like shouting Amen to the preacher's sermon. But when Monday comes, they neglect obvious needs and pass by on the other side. Jesus noted the cost of compassion. The Samaritan relinquished his time, medicine, transportation and money, as well as the promised follow-up to reimburse the innkeeper. In addition, the Samaritan risked his reputation, religious defilement, by touching a bloody body. His safety, because it could have been a trap or the robber might still have been in the area, and his health, because the man might have a contagious disease. Despite the price, the Samaritan used his personal resources to provide total restoration without expecting anything in return. Asking the right question. The final step in broadening one's circle of concern is to start asking the right question. At the conclusion of the story, Jesus asked the legal expert, which man acted like a neighbour to the victim? In other words, he was trying to show the legalist that his focus should not be on who qualifies for love. Instead, Christians must analyse their own lives to see how they measure up to the example of Christ. In the midst of society's oppression and despair, believers must stop rationalising their inactivity and start applying the mercy of God. God so loved the world that he did something about it. He gave his one and only son for the sins of humanity. Unfortunately for the church, too many disciples are still stuck in the legalistic rut. Christ's answer is the same. Go and do likewise. But when confronted by the cost and the risk, they turn to Jesus and ask, No, seriously, who is my neighbour? You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us for Great News and God's Views today on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. 89.0 is live-streamed from freefm.org.nz or TuneIn, and now on Amazon Echo devices using the FreeFM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our closing music today, He Hideth My Soul, by Fanny Crosby. Franny Crosby could not see with her natural eyes, but she could see with her heart. She couldn't explain what a human face looked like, but she knew the face of God. 
Blind from almost six weeks of age because of a surgical mishap, her life was different than most, but it was not worse than most. She supported herself as a teacher at a blind school. She had dear and close friends around the world, and she wrote and published 8,000 beautiful hymns, many of which are still sung today. Regarding her plight in life, she wrote the following words. It seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life, and I thank him for the dispensation. If perfect earthly sight were offered me tomorrow, I would not accept it. I might not have sung hymns to the praise of God if I'd been distracted by the beautiful and interesting things about me.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.